When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. We got our monitors going here in the studio in NYC, and we can see that right as I think they must be listening to the show. And we would welcome if the CNN staff wants to know what actual news sounds like and commentary sounds like. They're welcome to tune in and take as many tips and things from us as they can. As soon as and I will tell you, I had not seen any coverage um, of the Hunter Biden whistleblower allegations on cnn or msnbc up to this up to this point within 60 seconds after we brought it up here on the air sure enough they were talking about it and i think it was pretty interesting the way they were framing it they had uh evan perez who's their doj their justice correspondent right the reporter that covers that stuff and and here's what uh what they said about it clay and it brings me back to a point that you made i think here on the show yesterday um, oh, but before I get to that, I just want to note, I'm actually kind of impressed with the Hunter text message. Like, that was some real, like, thuggish, you know, you better do this or else, buddy. My dad's here. We'll ruin your life. Like, I didn't know Hunter had it in him, you know, to throw some elbows. I thought he was a little bit of a, a little bit wimpier than that. So he, he gets tough on the text message when he thinks he has pop sitting next to him. But, oh, you no, I, I think that text message, they actually put the text on of the, the text message on the screen. So this brings us to this. You you mentioned this yesterday. They're having to admit, because that text, we're going to talk to Congressman Jason Smith in the second hour about he's spearheading this. He's the one who came out yesterday and said, this is what the whistleblowers have told us, right? They're having to get ready for the admission that Joe Biden completely, repeatedly, in public, while running for election, go down the list, just bald-faced lied about not knowing what Hunter what Hunter was up to. Yep. That he was complicit in it in so, at some level. Even if he was just allowing his name to be thrown around and he wasn't actively soliciting money, he was complicit in it. Okay. They're going to they're gonna fall back. I think what we see, Clay, is they're going to fall back on, okay, he loves his son, he wanted to help him, it's not criminal for Joe Biden. Hunter, I think they're just 
they know that you know that everyone who can see reality understands that the fix is in and everything else. But to sever the tie between Hunter and Joe, the argument is going to be. Even if he knew, if he didn't take any action and he didn't get any money, meaning Joe, it's not a criminal offense. It's just unseemly. I think they're getting ready to have to make that defense of this. Yeah, and Buck, remember, even on CNN, now, I will mention, I just scrolled through the New York Times app. There isn't a mention of Hunter Biden, whistleblowers, IRS, anywhere. But on CNN, they showed the text and... They specifically referenced here cut one, which we're going to play for you, of Joe Biden consistently. He said this for years now, saying that he had zero uh, to do with any of Hunter's foreign business dealings. Listen to cut one. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. And what I will do is the same thing we did in our administration, there will be an absolute wall between personal and private uh, and, and and the government. There wasn't any hint of scandal at all when we were there, and I'll impose the same kind of strict, strict rules. That's why I never talk with my my son or my uh, my brother or anyone else, uh, even distant family, about their business interests, period. Okay, Buck, It may you may be right. They may try to wall off Joe and say, he didn't commit a criminal offense. But all of these comments about, I never talked with my son about the business interest, are going to blow up in his face if this 2017 WhatsApp message can be uh, can be fully, uh, in some way, verified. Now, now, I wonder, Buck, remember Barack Obama never endorsed Joe Biden. In fact, he said in 2016, I'm endorsing Hillary. And you don't have to do this, Joe, what he wanted to run the next time, remember? He told him not to run. And it did not endorse Joe Biden until Biden was the nominee. Don't you think that Obama would have been aware of how shady Hunter was behaving all throughout the end of his tenure as president, talking about Obama, and certainly he would have been aware when Joe Biden, who never had any money, remember, Joe? how many houses does Joe Biden have now, Buck? He's got the beach house, not insubstantial. He's got a multi-million dollar house, I think, in Wilmington. How many of you out there who have been government employees? Is it Rehoboth, by the way? Rehoboth Beach. fancy. Oh, if he's on the beach, we're talking, that's four, five, six mil territory. That's kind of like table stakes in Rehoboth Beach. So my point on this is, how many people out there listening to us who worked their entire life in government, right? Let's say you worked as a teacher. Let's say you worked in state government. Both of my parents, Buck, were state of Tennessee government employees. Never made 50K a year. We never had a beach house. How many people out there who were government employees have beach houses? Not a ton of them. I mean, Fauci probably does because he was getting paid like 900K a year. But by and large, my point on this is Obama and lots of other people in Democrat circles had to become aware of Joe Biden turning on that money spigot. And recognizing that because it was connected to Hunter, and remember, I think this is always worth, people say, oh, well, he was a drug addict. To me, that actually becomes super clear that Joe Biden had to be involved, right? Because if Hunter Biden was just, let's be honest, a lot of you out there, you hope that you're going to have a son or daughter who's way sharper and way more successful than you are. My 12-year-old's in the studio right now. I would love it 
if you told me in 30 years he's going to dwarf everything that I've ever done in my life, that's the goal of being a parent. So if Hunter Biden was just super sharp, super successful, and you said, okay, this kid just happened to be really good, then maybe you could say, okay, some of this would be justified to pay him. He's a crackhead. The only Clay. reason anybody would have ever paid Hunter. The drug thing actually works against him. And, and goes to the recklessness of how sloppy this was, yes. too. Because the only way you're not getting caught if you're Hunter is if you think the system is going to protect you because of daddy. And and the fundamental question continues to be, why would anyone pay Hunter Biden a million dollars for anything? Correct. Much that less not, 18 million. Right. right. That was not an effort to buy influence with his dad, and you know you start to you start to have to get into some some very uh, interesting questions here. I mean, I think this is the kind of thing, you know, courts have had to weigh in on this in the past. I mentioned the Bob McDonald. Oh, you know who was a prose- who was prosecuting Bob McDonald? Yeah, Jack Smith. Jack Smith. Isn't yeah. that interesting? Wow, it's such a coincidence. The guy goes after the Republican for having a wife, even as part of this, who was accepting gifts. No quid pro quo. They threatened to send the wife of Bob McDonald when he was governor of Virginia to prison for, I think, two or three years uh, federal prison. In addition to the 11 years they wanted to send him to prison, no, Clay, there was never even an allegation that he did anything. He just accepted gifts. Yep. Trips, watch, things like that. That's all. Yep. And they said, well, that was enough because it creates a perception. Oh, Okay. That's the way that is, but the son of the sitting president now, then the former vice president or vice president, depending on which specific cash transfusion we're talking about, there's not a buy-off there? There's not a payoff there? Yeah, and that's important because the entire goal of having limits on how much people can donate to campaigns is to try to eliminate not only impropriety, Right. Impropriety. I think most of you out there would say, well, getting bribed, which it appears may well have happened with Hunter Biden. That's clearly wrong. Right. That is improper. That is impropriety. But our limits on donations are directly connected to not only impropriety, but merely the appearance of impropriety. Because if you just think, oh, that guy might be dirty, it creates distrust in our entire government. This is both, I believe, improper and illegal, but it certainly, at a minimum, would create the appearance of impropriety. And so, Buck, New York Times not covering this. We need to have a discussion about that, because what does Jason Smith need to do? The chairman of the House Committee on Ways and Means, we'll talk with him here in about 20 minutes. But larger context, this is such a seismic story. This is, Buck, I think, the first time where you can look at some of the evidence that's being marshaled, if it can be authentic, authenticated, where in some way Joe Biden's ability to run in 2024 as a member of uh, the Democrat Party in good standing could, and uh, I stress could, be I, under siege. I think that they've stretched the political discourse Overton window by charging Trump so many times, we can't even keep track of all the different prosecutions. And so they'll just fall back on, well, at least Joe Biden's not a criminal. And, you know, he just loves his son. And I, I could hear all the ways they're going to try to circle the wagons around this, despite the 
uh, situation unfolding before us right now. We'll continue to get into this one. Oh, we got a bunch of calls. I've got some lawyers want to weigh in, too. Awesome. Lawyer time. All right, we'll get to it. Oh, we've got Alan Dershowitz next hour. Speaking of lawyers, inflation is still moving along, my friends, which means prices are really high. Plus, the stock market, a lot of people think it could have a very rough summer. It's been volatile. So what's going on with your retirement account? The Phoenix Capital Group says the time to diversify your investments is right now. They're recommending high-value U.S. oil and gas investments with current yields ranging from 8% to 12% APY paid monthly. That's a better rate of return than banks or CDs with no middlemen. This is a Regulation D corporate bond offering open to all accredited investors with terms as low as nine months and includes monthly or compounding interest options. To find out more, download the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. Investment and bonds have a certain amount of risk associated with it, and you should only invest if you can afford to bear the risk of loss. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Learn how you can diversify your investments and earn 8 to 12% APY. Download the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. Get to know the guys outside the issues. Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck, a new podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll through the Friday edition of the program. You heard us yesterday reacting to live news that was coming down about IRS whistleblowers uh, who had spoken to the House Committee on Ways and Means. Congressman Jason Smith had done a fantastic job of beginning to tell the story of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's relationship uh, and also 
of preferential treatment that was given, according to these IRS whistleblowers, to Hunter Biden based on uh, his certainly being the son of the president of the United States, Joe Biden. And so we wanted to get Congressman Jason Smith, uh, the chairman of the House Committee on Ways and Means, on with us to tell this story directly to all of you. And we have now Congressman Jason Smith. I just gave a little bit of an introduction there into the what I would fairly characterize, I think, as blockbuster revelations that you provided yesterday. Uh, For people out there who have not seen uh, these uh, allegations from the IRS whistleblower, what would you want our audience to know as a preliminary here about what you guys have uncovered? Absolutely. It's great to be with you. Um, you know, my first week as as the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee this year, I set up a whistleblower hotline for any employee of the IRS to contact us because the Ways and Means Committee has jurisdiction over the IRS of anything we need to look at. And I'll tell you, we've had a lot of whistleblowers come forward. And what we did yesterday is there was two whistleblowers that came forward from the IRS. They were both IRS investigators that, in fact, have been part of the investigative team looking into Hunter Biden's um, tax issues since 2018. And they came to us because there was several issues. One issue, they believe that the federal government was not treating all Americans equally if if wealthy and politically, if you were wealthy and politically connected, you had a different standard. Especially if you were politically connected to Biden, you had a different standard. They also highlighted um, and alleged in their 14 hours worth of testimony that we took with Democrats present throughout the entire time. So it was Republicans and Democrats present the entire time. But they also had had really concerning allegations where the Department of Justice would, whether they would delay aspects of the prosecution or the investigation, they would divulge information to Hunter Biden's attorneys, would tip them off, for example. Like, we're going to do a search warrant in your uh, Northern Virginia um, storage unit. They told his attorneys before they ever did it. It was just countless things. And then you saw numerous items of how they denied um, the independence of the prosecutor in Delaware. So we had to have a public vote um, of the entire committee so that we could make this information public. And the American people, they deserve transparency. They deserve to know what's out there. And um, we'll see where the facts lead us. Congressman, uh, it's Buck. I just want to know how verified all these different components are. Like, when we talk about a whistleblower, you set up a tip line. I assume that your committee has verified these individuals work for the IRS, have the kind of uh, jobs and connection to the case, right? And, And then also specifically on the WhatsApp message that I'm sure you saw that was just rocketing around the Internet yesterday that's supposed to be from Hunter Biden to... I guess it's Chairman Z. Uh, has this been ver- are these allegations or have these been verified as fact and therefore evidence? Well, everything that is it was released yesterday was testimony of these two whistleblowers and their allegations of what they experienced or 
um, how they were dealt with throughout the years of investigating Hunter's tax returns from 2014 to 2019. In fact, it was from their testimony that that WhatsApp message was delivered because that was um, an example that was being discussed of how the Justice Department was delaying prosecution because they were trying to delay whether that was verified or not. Um, so all of this material came from the testimony of the two different whistleblowers, which is virtually almost the same. Their testimony was not together. They were separate interviews. And, and these are, these are whistleblowers that have been IRS investigators for more than 10 years. Both of them was represented by their legal counsel. Um, they're there. They just care about their job and they saw something was not happening appropriately and they couldn't stand for it any longer. So what's the next step, Congressman, for people out there who read and we certainly have discussed and you've laid out some of the allegations here? To me, uh, the natural outcome is at, at a minimum, we need to have many of these individuals in uh, under oath, whether it's Merrick Garland, uh, whether it is uh, certainly anyone involved in the U.S. attorney's investigation, other higher ups who are involved, certainly in the IRS those people need to also provide testimony under oath. What's next? What can you do? Who can you subpoena? And in your mind, is this laying the groundwork for a potential impeachment of uh, either Joe Biden or Merrick Garland? This is just the beginning. These facts is the first step. Um, because of the statute under 6103 authority, only the Ways and Means chairman had access to to this private taxpayer information. And that's why we had the vote to make their testimony public by the committee. And by doing that, that allows the information that was collected in their testimony to be able to be used by other committees within Congress, such as the Judiciary Committee, such as the Oversight Committee, um, that has different areas of jurisdiction. And there's so many investigations that's being done by those that now we have created a lot of facts that they've been searching for, but they've been blocked from getting, and we were able to to get a lot of that. But there's what came up was numerous individuals that we do have to bring in and ask questions with, have them on 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 record and under oath. Um, there's a list of several names, but you're exactly right. This is the beginning, and we're going to see where the facts lead us. But it's pretty alarming and it's concerning. No individual should be treated differently in this country under the law because they're wealthy and politically connected to people in power. That's just, that's not the American way. Speaking of House Committee on Ways and Means Chairman Jason Smith, uh, Congressman Smith, what else are you going to try to track down in terms of either additional avenues of, uh, of, of inquiry, additional information, threads that you want to pull on here uh, I mean, I'll I'll put one out there. I'm wondering connections between Hunter and his dad, Joe. Well, I mean, the the message that you referred to as a WhatsApp ad um, clearly shows that uh, uh, the president of the United States was seated right next to his son, waiting for a direct call from uh, a Chinese businessman that he had a financial relationship with. Uh, and that counters all the public comments 
that the president of the United States has said that he knows nothing about the business dealings of his son. Um, that clearly is alarming and concerning. It's also alarming and concerning that there was more than $17 million that went to Hunter Biden and his associates. Um, and, you know, who are all those? those where's all that money going? Did it go to some other people that we should be paying attention to? I mean, Hunter Biden got a gift of an $80,000 diamond. He got a Porsche worth more than $140,000. So he never paid taxes on all this stuff. In fact, he, because Department of Justice, according to the whistleblower's allegations, delayed the investigation aspect, the statute of limitations expired in 2014 and 2015 tax years, where they claim on a conservative estimate, Hunter Biden owes the federal government more than $300,000 worth of taxes. Let me tell you, any normal American, if that would have happened, they would have had more than a slap on the wrist. They would be serving time in prison. Congressman, could you have uh, primetime hearings on this? Because for people out there who hear this, one of the super frustrating things, and I'd be curious, you probably have paid some attention or your staff has, uh, is that the CNNs, the New York Times, the Washington Post, all of those of the world, MSNBCs, everybody knows the usual suspects. They will just pretend this story doesn't exist, and it almost becomes a necessity to do something like have a primetime hearing, like we saw related to January 6th, to force those networks to carry something of this magnitude, to allow the evidence to be out there, because there's a huge amount of the American public. I appreciate the fact that our audience knows, and I'm glad that you're sharing it, but I'm sure you know at least half the country will have no idea that these allegations and this evidence even exist. How do you make them aware? You're exactly right. And that's a huge struggle that we have, but we have to continue to fight for the truth to get out there and, and push that message. So there's so many different opportunities. I think that lies ahead. We have a lot of work to continue to do and you betcha we're going to do that. Uh, the, the Ways and Means Committee is usually a committee that's focused on economic policy, tax and trade and health care. But you know what? We also have an oversight requirement, and there, it's too important for our country, and, and we're not going to slow down on that. Outstanding stuff, Congressman. We know it's Friday. We know you are super busy. We appreciate you making the time to come join us here and break all this down with us. Thank you. No problem. Absolutely. Anytime. That is Chairman Jason Smith, House Committee on uh, Ways and Means, the revelations, I would call them blockbuster, that he and his committee have put out there relating to the IRS. We started off the show talking about it. We'll continue to take your calls, as this is certainly a Friday edition of the program. We try to let you all weigh in. 800-282-2882 is that phone number. And in the meantime, do you have what it takes to win, to thrive, to have energy throughout the day? Most guys these days, frankly, they don't have what it takes. That's because testosterone levels in men in this country down 50% over the last 50 years when compared to the average Joe in 1973 how crazy is that well a lot of you are saying well the joe biden white house kind of proves this right all the dudes that work there they might be down 75 percent finding energy isn't in a cup of coffee it's found in chalk's male vitality stack supplements the leading ingredient ingredient in this chalk bundle replenishes diminished amounts of testosterone in three months time study shows this ingredient guess what it'll restore 20 percent of your testosterone level don't act like a liberal man don't 
act like a member of the Biden White House. Get some testosterone in your life with Chalk's Male Vitality Stack. Go online to Chalk.com. That's C-H-O-Q.com. Save 35% off any Chalk subscription for the life of your subscription when you use my name, Clay, in the purchase process. That's Chalk.com. My name, Clay, C-L-A-Y. Check out that website. Go there right now. C-H-O-Q.com. That's Chalk.com. 35% off for life when you use my name, Clay. He's Buck Sexton. He's Clay Travis. Together, they're breathing sanity into an insane world. We are joined now by one of the most brilliant lawyers in all of the country. That's a good, I'd love to have that introduction at some point in time. Uh, he's Alan Dershowitz, a professor at Harvard Law School. His book, Get Trump, The Threat to Civil Liberties Due Process and Our Constitutional Rule of Law. It came out in March, and I know that we have talked to you, Professor Dershowitz, a lot about these cases. So I want to start here. Um, the allegations that are out there, I'm sure you've seen them from the House Ways and Means Committee as they pertain to Joe Biden. When I see those allegations and I compare them to the allegations against Donald Trump associated with classified documents, retention, things like that, the House Ways and Means allegations against Trump and in particular, uh, sorry, against uh, Hunter Biden are far, far more severe and serious in nature. I'm curious if you would agree and how you would assess the information that has come out uh, from these IRS whistleblowers. Well, there's no question the allegations are far more serious. The question is, are they true? The question is, what evidence supports them? The question is, does the whistleblower have direct evidence or hearsay evidence? The question is, was Hunter Biden actually telling the truth when he said that his father, who was then not in public office, uh, was sitting next to him when he spoke to the Chinese? These are all facts that have to be determined, but the allegations are very serious. In fact, the allegations um, possibly rise to the level of impeachable offenses, because if, in fact, the the former vice president and soon-to-be president of the United States was sitting next to Hunter Biden, and they were collectively trying to extort and accept a bribe, from the Chinese, what could be more serious than that? The question is, is it true? And the irony, here's the irony. If these allegations are true, they may rise to the level of an impeachable offense. But look what Congresswoman Brobart did yesterday. She introduced impeachment articles against the president that were almost identical to the impeachment articles she voted against when they were directed against Donald Trump. A little bit of hypocrisy there. I mean, you can't have it both ways. Remember, Trump was initially, when I defended him on the floor of the Senate, he was indicted for abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. And I successfully argued that's not in the Constitution. The Constitution says treason, bribery, other high crimes and misdemeanors, abuse of power, obstruction of Congress are not included. And we won. And the Republicans all voted for us. And yesterday they introduced resolutions accusing Biden of abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. Well, Essentially the same thing. Well, Professor Dershowitz, don't worry. We, we, never, we never underestimate Republicans' ability to mess things up here, too, so uh, to be fair. But I, I want to ask you, on this bribery... Com- stronger case. Yeah, on this, on this bribery issue, can you just explain to me, uh, you know, Clay's, uh, Clay's a lawyer, I'm just a guy who reads stuff. Uh, 
if if Hunter, so he's not in office, right? Let's assume the yeah. facts, and as you said, that's yet to be proven. But if he's there, is it illegal if the, a former official says, "Give me money"? And I'll help make introductions for you, other than Farah, right? But but what what has to happen for it to be a bribe instead of the world's worst business transaction, which is what giving Hunter Biden millions of dollars for undisclosed reasons would be? Do you, do you see what I mean? Like, what has to happen for it great, to be criminal in nature? Question. It's a great question. And it would be extortion. It would be, look, unless you pay me the money... I will turn my father against you. I will turn all the other people against you. It's a kind of threat to induce payment of money that was not justifiably earned. And there have been successful cases of extortion based on that. Now, you're right. You can't really bribe a private person um, under the laws of most states. And under federal law, it has to be a government official. But it's a rather unique situation when the person has just left the vice presidency and is obviously considering becoming a candidate for the presidency. So it would take some looking into legally to see whether or not that rises to the level of an impeachable offense. And we don't know the answer to that. We just don't know whether if a person commits a high crime or misdemeanor, in the interregnum between being vice president and president, whether that constitutes a ground for impeachment. It's never been, never been considered, never been decided before, either by Congress or by any court. So we don't know the answer to that. Alan, how do you think the New York Times would be covering the allegations against Joe Biden and Hunter Biden if it were Donald Trump and Donald Trump Jr.? And every other fact allegation was the exact same, except it was a Democrat House and Ways and Means Committee congressman instead of a Republican one. Well, you're absolutely right. The New York Times has lost all of its credibility when it comes to any kind of uh, nonpartisan objectivity. And we see it every day. We see it every day. Um, And we see it not only with regard to Republicans and Democrats. We see it with regard to Israel and the Palestinians. They're one-sided. They report their narrative, and they report it on the front page. They call it news analysis, which helps them escape being accused of putting editorials on the front page. They say it's news analysis. Well, what's news analysis? An editorial It's putting your perspective on the actual news, and that's what The Times has been doing. I have to tell you, the Wall Street Journal doesn't do that. Yeah, It has a strict separation between the front page and the editorial page. You can quarrel with the editorials. But the reporting is straight on honest. That's not true of the New York Times. It's not true of CNN. It's not true of MSNBC. And it's not true of many, many, many of the media companies. We're talking to Alan Dershowitz, uh, professor at Harvard, uh, esteemed lawyer. Trump in Miami, South Florida allegations. Lawyers, as you well know, sometimes sit around and say, boy, which side of this argument would I rather be on presuming that it eventually goes to trial, would you rather have the Trump defense side or would you rather have the federal government prosecution side in terms of trying to convince a jury of the of the merit of your case? Well, of course, I'd rather have the defense side because I'm a defense lawyer in the heart of the case, the more interested I am in taking it. And so I would take, um, if I hadn't defended him once before, I have a general rule against defending people more than once. I would take the Trump defense case, and I think 
there are lots of good defenses. That By the way, if Trump came to you, sorry to, sorry to cut you off, but if Trump came to you and said, you are the best criminal defense attorney in the country, I want you to defend me in South Florida, would you really say I only do cases one time for one client? How do you know he hasn't asked me that? I can't comment on that, but I can only tell you that I have gotten requests from many people to join this defense team at this point, and and I don't. I, I, I have a policy of uh, only defending a person once. I'll continue to defend the Constitution in the court of public opinion. But I'm, you know, I've done my, my obligation. And I've, you know, defended him on the floor of the Senate. Lost all my friends on Martha's Vineyard. Uh, got canceled by the local library. Got canceled by the local synagogue. Got canceled by uh, yeah, the 92nd Street Y. Um, and I think I've done my duty to the Constitution, but I'll continue to defend him in the court of public opinion, but not not in the court of law. He's going to have a hard time getting first-rate lawyers because Project 65, this horrible McCarthyite group of people, left-wing lawyers, including a former president of the American Bar Association, have threatened any lawyer who defends Donald Trump with disbarment. And they filed bar charges against everybody. When they said they were going to do that, I publicly announced that I would defend any lawyer who had a bar charge filed against him for defending Donald Trump. And guess what they did? They filed a bar charge against me. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously, it, it, I have a thick skin. I fight back. But a lot of lawyers have told me they won't defend Donald Trump because they're terrified of Project 65. Uh, Professor Dershowitz, on the, the way that you see this likely playing out, Clay and I have been talking a lot about the timeline here, because given the election that is already underway and is only going to be heating up in the months ahead, there are enormous external implications for when this trial that's now been moved, the trial of Donald Trump to Fort Pierce, Florida, is going to occur. Do you think that the trial is likely to happen before the next president takes office, or is it going to be held until after the election? Well, there's no good time to try this case. That's why there, sh- there should never have been an indictment. Uh, to, to indict a man running for president against the incumbent, you have to have the strongest slam-dunk case, and they don't have that. It doesn't meet the Richard Nixon standard, may not even meet the Hillary Clinton standard. But in any event, they shouldn't have brought the case. But they did, and we don't know. The judges put it on a fast track, and now I hear, but I haven't confirmed it, that New York may be deferring their case and putting it off until after the federal case. I'm not sure that's the, that's true, but I've heard that. And uh, it's very likely this case will be tried you know, while the conventions are occurring or during the election season, and it will be a terrible interference with an American election. Americans should be voting on inflation, not China, on the environment, on you name it, but not on who's worse criminals, uh, Trump or, or Clinton. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Trump or, uh, or Biden. Well, that, that would work, too. But yes, um, t- yeah, tell yeah, us yeah, this. Yeah. Tell us this one before we, before we let you go, Professor. And by the way, get the professor's book, uh, Alan Dershowitz, with us now. Get Trump, the threat to civil liberties, due process and our constitutional rule of law. Are you expecting, and I know I'm asking you to prognosticate a little bit here, but there's more information today from CNN on the electors and immunity and the special counsel. Do you think there's going to be additional federal charges that are filed against Donald Trump? It's certainly possible. I don't think there will be any in 
in Georgia, but there could be in, in, in Washington, D.C. There could be in both places, and they're both very favorable jury pool places for the prosecution, unlike Palm Beach County, which is a lot fairer and has a more divided voting pool. So it's very possible there could be more indictments, but uh, that doesn't mean they'll hold up. I mean, I don't think there could be an indictment based on the telephone call in Georgia or based on the speech he made on January 6th. I've written about these things extensively in my book, Ed Trump, and so if you want to know my full analysis, you know, read the book. You see, I have a long analysis of both of those cases. But, uh, you know, Garland looks like he's prepared to allow prosecutions to go forward in the middle of the election season. And that, I think, is is a tragedy for for the American for American democracy. You know Merrick Garland well, uh, and I know we no, got to go no, to break. I don't know him well. I only I don't only know him, but I don't know him well. Yeah. But it stunned you quickly in the way that he's behaved. It does. Uh, he was a great judge, and I supported him for the Supreme Court. And um, I think he still would have been a very good Supreme Court justice. But I'm quite critical of his stewardship of the Justice Department and the FBI, and I think much is left to be desired. I'd like to see a commission appointed, a nonpartisan commission like the 9-11 Commission, to look into the FBI from top to bottom. Most FBI agents are the most wonderful people. I know a lot of them. I work with them. I have the highest praise for them. But the policies of the organization from the top down have been very questionable, as evidenced by the Durham report, which was objective and nonpartisan. So I think we need a commission to look at reform of the FBI and maybe even reform of the Justice Department. Good stuff. Alan Dershowitz, if I ever need an attorney, I haven't used him I yet. I, I, I will I contact not. you because I still have one uh, one to be able to use, uh, unlike Donald Trump. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Dutch Mendenhall, co-founder, CEO of Rad Diversified, founder of The Rad, also now the author of a new book called Money Shackles. What are these money shackles? They are the shackles that represent the financial hamstrings that Americans have fought with. Go to school, get in debt, buy a car, get in debt. He believes it's the wrong thoughts, wrong teachings. In his book, he'll give you his strategies to use debt to your advantage and tap into lucrative alternative investment vehicles to redefine your American dream. He'll share how he built a multi-million dollar real estate investment empire in only three years. Dutch is on a mission to be at the forefront of the greatest financial change in American history and look beyond Wall Street and see the future of alternative investments. It's now. No longer just available to the super rich. Get ready for the redefined American dream with money shackles. Learn more at rad.com. The rad. The rad.com. That's T H E rad, R A D.com. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Find every podcast as they're released and listen. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, welcome back. We had just mentioned this before. There was an exchange in the West Wing of the White House around the Hunter Biden revelations. Um, let's hear this back and forth. Doesn't sound like the White House really has a good explanation yet. Does this not undermine the president's claim during the 2020 campaign and the reaffirmations of that claim by his two press secretaries since then that he never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings with him? No, and I'm not going to comment further. We're going to, we're, I'm not, James, James, let me just, let me save you some, let me save, let me save, let me save you some breath. If you're going to ask about this, I am not addressing, I don't, I know you do more than I'd like you to have. I am not going to address this issue from this podium. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Okay. I think that's not going to fly. So I want to play. We're going to have the crew take down. This is a fabulous question. And he reads the entire text message. And I just want you to hear the full import of this question. Because we rip, Buck, let's be fair, We rip a lot of times the White House press corps because, frankly, most of them are worthless. This is a real question. If if the job of the media is to hold people in positions of power accountable for the uh, for the overall process, right? If the goal is to hold people accountable, then this is exactly what the media should be doing, right? Super powerful people should be directly confronted with allegations that they used that power to personally enrich themselves. This is the very essence of the job of the media. And so, Buck, here's what's going on. The game plan for most of the Biden White House, as it pertains to any allegations of impropriety, has been what? Oh, that's fake. Oh, that's Russian disinformation. They've now had a full day to think about what the answer is to this WhatsApp message that is now out there, that is even being covered, as we said earlier in this program, by CNN, and they don't have a talking point. 
they don't even have any explanation. They're not saying, hey, that WhatsApp message is fake. You heard Jason Smith, the chairman of the House Committee on Ways and Means, with us earlier. And, Buck, this is important. This is not a complicated case. What Hunter Biden said in that WhatsApp message, which so far in no way is being disputed by anyone, is something that everybody can understand. If you don't pay me, my dad is sitting beside me right now, and there will be hell to pay, and I'm paraphrasing, is something that everybody out there understands. This is not uh, the white, uh, back in the day, remember Whitewater? Nobody really ever understood that Clinton controversy. This is Joe Biden is the enforcer of this payment from China, America's chief adversary. And if it's not made, his dad is going to rain down holy hell on him. Biden, remember, has said he had nothing to do with this at all. And the White House doesn't have an answer for this in any way. Well, what's interesting, when we talked to Professor Dershowitz last hour about this, uh, he he seemed to he was suggesting that if there's extortion here, that would be how it's a possibly a criminal thing. As in, you better pay me this money, or my my dad, in this case, the former recently departed vice president, is going to use his political connections to destroy your business. Some people may, may be able to make a case for that as extortion. I I think that part of the issue here, Clay, for the White House, for the Democrats in general. Uh, certainly for the Biden regime and those around it, is they they don't want to deploy the it's not criminal defense because the moment they go there, it's essentially a public admission of the Bidens were selling influence and it's really gross, right? But if they're not willing to do that, how are they going to defend this? Because the facts are growing and there is less and less room for them to maneuver around this without having to address it, right? So I feel like they're hoping they don't have to say, look, it's sleazy, but that's how the Bidens roll, obviously, you know? It's not sending anyone to prison, unlike Trump. Um, But I don't know how many other options they're going to have left here if this continues to be something where we push and get more answers. I think, Buck, they're rapidly getting painted into the corner where Joe Biden, his defense here is going to be, I didn't know that he sent that text message. My son was a crack addict. I wasn't involved. He dropped my name. He wasn't making rational choices, but I wasn't involved at all. And that becomes, do you buy that? Now, listen, some of you probably still haven't heard this text message. I want to make sure, and I want to give credit here, Buck. This is James Rosen. He is uh, the Newsmax, I believe, uh, White House correspondent. Here is his full question that sets the White House press corps into an uproar uh, when they can't respond. Listen. House Ways and Means Committee yesterday released documents, their authenticity nowhere challenged. Uh, that included a July 2017 WhatsApp message sent by Hunter Biden to Henry Zhao, a Chinese Communist Party official, which stated in its entirety, and I quote, I am sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand, and now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows, and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret 
not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father, unquote. So just a couple of questions about this. First, does this not undermine uh, the president's claim during the 2020 campaign and the reaffirmations of that claim by his two press secretaries since then that he never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings with him? No, and I'm not going to comment further on this. We're gonna, we're okay, gonna, so we can <laughs> Wait, wait, hold on a second. I've never spoken in text or in real life to anyone in my life the way Hunter Biden speaks to foreign Chinese business associates. He's like... I, even when the cable guy canceled on me for the fifth time in a row because he didn't feel like coming, I wouldn't text him that. I mean, think about this. The leverage that he must think he has. He's he's shaking people down for yes. millions of dollars. Yes. Right? I mean, I, so, so this just goes to show you why does he think he has that leverage? They're not the ones who are just sort of chasing him. He's telling them, you better or else. What is the or else, Clay? I mean, he spells it out there. But the or else only comes into play if Joe Biden is in on it. And that's where your, your your point here is critical. Joe Biden knew, man. He had to know. He had to know. Well, and, and Buck, let's be honest. What sort of evidence might there be? We know the date. Can we not go pull phone records and see whether or not there were phone calls? He says he's sitting waiting for a phone call. Can we not determine whether he received a phone call? from china right then and there like he was threatening if he did it can we not check and see when the dollars actually arrived again i don't know how you avoid covering that story right and this is why the hearings need to be in prime time but i give credit to james rosen that's exactly what the job is of a truly adversarial press corps Right. If your job is to check people in positions of power and not to be a propagandist for people in positions of power, every White House press corps member should be asking this question, given the evidence that chairman of the House Committee on Ways and Means, Jason Smith, provided. And Buck, again, they're not even trying to dispute the authenticity of this. That to me means there must be strong evidence that it's real. And if that is true, I don't see any way Joe Biden avoids being impeached. Honestly. Now, I'm not saying they will remove him from office because I don't think there's hardly anything short of committing triple murder that Joe Biden could do that Democrats would be willing to remove him from uh, office. But I can't imagine there's a Republican who wouldn't vote to impeach him on the evidence that is out there right yeah, now. Yeah, Republicans will, but I, I, st- I think that they're going to fall back on this is all incomparable. It's non-criminal. It's incomparable to Trump is going to become where they... I don't see how else they can move forward with this. Like, what, el- what else is the response? They're just going to have to say, sorry, we're busy throwing Donald Trump in prison. We don't have time oh, to I- address your your slimy Biden dealings, right? That, that's... I think this is how Biden ends up saying, I'm not going to run again because my health. Because So that launches a Democrat primary. Correct. Late in the game. I just there's no way. There's no way. I think this I think this wounds him to such an extent, Buck. I think this is an ender to Joe Biden as a viable candidate. I think based on this evidence that is coming out, I think this thing is a mushroom cloud. And I think even MSNBC 
and the New York Times and the Washington Post are going to have to start covering this now. I I, yeah. I, I really do. CNN did it. They're they're ruthless, ruthless communist barbarians. They don't care, man. They're just going to keep going with it. They're just going to ignore it. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, we can't even get Republicans to agree that this is that well, big a deal. Well, if you're a Republican right now and you won't vote to impeach Joe Biden, you should not be reelected in 2024. Uh, I totally agree with that. We'll take some of your calls to close us out here in a second. Gun owners, if there's a range visit in your weekend plans, I'm envious, although I'm actually getting out there 4th of July weekend, so that's going to be great. But you want to stay trained, right? You want your skills to be sharp. So how can you do that without having to always get out to the range and also buy all that expensive ammo? The Mantis X system. This is a firearms training system that is a no-ammo, all-electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. I use my Mantis X at home to keep my skills sharp and my aim intact. The Mantis X simply attaches to your firearm like a weapon light. You connect it to your smartphone and the Mantis X app. It gives you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique, guides you through drills and courses, and helps you improve. It's effective, too. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes of using Mantis X. The Mantis X is a must-have for every gun owner. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.